Welcome to the Elmo and Doris Different Podcast. You're listening to the Elmo Adore Difference, a podcast that gets people from all walks of life to share powerful ideas and spread good vibes. My name's Elmo Adore Jr. and I'm a young Filipino passionate about the individuality every person can bring to the table. And I'm talking to unique people about how they see the world and how to make a difference. Mark Palatai is an American, 33 years old, and is working uh, to give free cell phones uh, to people with lower income in in the United States. And so uh, he has uh, has a lot of strong opinions, and uh, I really want to have have him on this show because uh, I want a lot and a lot of unique people with. Uh, diverse opinions and so uh, this guy is one of them and he's really interesting so uh, uh mr mark Palatai, can you uh tell us something about yourself yeah hey what's going on guys uh i'm just like you said a 33 year old american you know looking for a better life trying to better myself um, in every way trying to live today better than tomorrow doing whatever I can to do it. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I've done, a lot of places I've been and, uh, you know, try to formulate my opinions, you know, without judging others in their walks of life. Cause we're all human. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's basically how I could sum myself up. Yeah. So, um, how about we uh, jump into it? And uh, I wanted to I want to talk about Alan Watts and uh, his book about the taboo of knowing yourself. Uh, uh, is there anything that uh, you want to share about that, dude? Because uh, okay. Yeah, yeah one yeah. of the one of the, one of the key points which will lead into our next topic is uh, how he discusses being a taboo to know yourself and, you know, admit or, you know, really truly delve into who you are as a person and, um, you know, what, what your aim is to accomplish and, you know, basically just how you, how you view yourself as an individual compared to the whole. And that's basically the sum of the book. Um, For instance, he talks about, you know, when you look at yourself, you're almost like a reflection of what others perceive you or what they want you to be instead of looking at yourself through what you want to be. You know, we're almost like a walking reflection of what others want us to be versus what we ourselves should want to be. And that's a couple of points that I took from that book. Yeah, uh, about the, uh, how we view ourselves uh, as an individual compared to being a part of society as a whole, right? Is that, uh, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's really a, a question of which is more valuable, the individual or the whole of society. For example, yeah. Well, usually governments tend to uh, look at it uh, the other way around, where uh, the whole of society is much more, much, much more valuable than an individual. Because, for example, if an individual is uh, harmful or dangerous to other people, the government tends to isolate that person, either in uh, put them in prison or uh, set them into a a financial condition wherein uh, they have no way to recover from, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that's a sad. That's a. <clears throat> that's a sad thing. Sad way 
to look at it because, you know, depending on where you live in the world, you know, well, here in America, they call it the land of the free, but freedom isn't free here. You know, I mean, let's just look at the minimum wage that people can earn. It just depends on state to state. But in California, where it's one of the highest in the nation, it's still only uh, like 12 to 13 dollars with some cities, you know, being 15 dollars an hour. But if you, you know, look at that money that you make per hour and then the taxes that come out of it, you're looking at less than two thousand dollars i mean rent is about half that you know cheapest being somewhere around eight hundred nine hundred dollars for a one bedroom and you and you think that man well how how does it how do you get up how do you work and go up the ladder and that's the problem because there's not there's a lot of greedy people unfortunately not just in this country but many countries who don't really like the advocation of, um, you know, climbing up the ladder, they would rather keep the money to themselves. And, you know, versus people like living in the Netherlands or this, or Switzerland, where, you know, college is free. Um, you know, the, the government will actually pay you to travel abroad after high school. You know, these, these things, and if you look at the people in those countries, they're a lot happier than the people living in America because all, all it is here is uh, just about money. You know, we're just working to find the next dollar versus working to try to find and make ourselves happy. That's why there's so many problems. That's uh, so many problems with drugs and, you know, other vices here in America you know, and they're, and they're out, you know, they're elsewhere too. There's drugs problems everywhere, but you know, America has definitely got the highest consumption and there's a reason, you know, we don't address the homeless population because we just dismiss the fact that they don't want to try, but how are you going to try when you can only make with the minimum wage, such a low amount, you can barely get ahead, you know? So they advocate for school, go to school. But by the time you get out of school, you have so much student debt. And depending on where you put yourself in, you know, what you study, you know, I mean, for instance, like teachers, they don't even really make that much. And they should be one of the highest paid, you know, professions. But unfortunately, they make less than some make less than $50,000 a year here in America, you know, and there's strikes that happen. Teachers go on strikes, the whole school. You know, because they're just frustrated and, you know, it's, it's just a sad, it's a, it's a sad way about going about life when all that is, the only thing that matters is money. Yeah, about that, um, uh, I've noticed that, uh, well, uh, as a child, I've always looked at America as a land of hope where uh, you can go there broke and uh, you can... Uh, after at the end of the day or after a, li a lifelong working career uh, you find yourself in a very successful position and uh, that's the image that has been taught to me in music movies ma ma mass media right. uh, but yeah and I think it's about uh, that's how we interpret uh, the United States because of uh, its capitalistic nature that's why you yeah you say uh, it's all about money, and so uh, it's it's I guess it's how the system in the America rewards uh, productivity, efficiency, and adding value to society. You know, yeah. Uh, contrary to uh, yeah the the countries you mentioned, like for example, countries in Scandinavia, where there are a lot of uh, free healthcare, free education, all of that because. Uh, they focus less on on working the working their people to death and more on yep. uh, giving them their basic needs so that they will have the the ability to be better workers you know yeah exactly yeah so i mm -hmm. and that, and that, that's it that's it it's it's uh <clears throat> There's a one country I forget. It might, I, 
I think it's Sri Lanka that they have this idea that instead of a gross domestic product, they're talking about gross domestic happiness. It's a new concept that they, that that country is trying to instill within its citizens, you know, which is something that I think the whole world should strive to follow, you know, instead of, instead of just, like I said, money, where money rules the world and you know that concept of coming to america and getting rich and stuff like that that's that's somewhat true you know i when i look at that image i think of you know mexicans and sorry about the cliche or the you know but this is just something that a lot of americans will talk about it you know mexicans will come to the border they'll hop the border they'll come in illegally and they'll you know work to feed their families down in mexico because the wages that they earn in Mexico or nothing and um, that's why there's you know so many people that are living in poverty down there and so with that idea then yeah I guess you you know money can can be made here compared to Mexico you know but <clears throat> the idea that you know um, these if you want to call them illegal immigrants or whatever you want to call them uh, immigrants that come to America to build their dream, you know, that's, it's, it's getting a lot harder, uh, for, for these people because, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, hundred of these immigrants come to America and 80 of them or 90 of them get put into wall street and then start making millions. You know, most of them are just working on farms illegally, but, obviously making more money than they would be down in Mexico, you know? And that's another thing that I, it's nice to point out is the idea of living simply versus living with a bunch of extravagant material items or, you know, a big diet, so to speak, you know? And a lot of them live very simply and, uh, you know, so I guess in that sense, they're somewhat, they're, they're successful in that they, they can bring the money, but it's just when you, when I guess the typical American has, you know, AT&T cell phone bills, they have to have cable, they have to have cars, they have to have clothes, you know, I mean, just like everybody else, but it seems like the, the diet or the need it's more than just a want. Like I said, it's a need and comes with a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Um, I can also say that it's like the problem with outsourcing because, for example, a lot of U.S. companies uh, outsource their labor to third world and developing countries because uh, it's a lot cheaper there, right? For example... Yeah, for example, call center agencies. Uh, if you were to hire call center agents in America, well, it would be a lot more expensive compared to uh, outsourcing that uh, human resource in countries like India or yeah, other countries. Yeah, that's why, for example, the the horrific uh, factories, iPhone factories in in countries. Uh, in Southeast Asian countries, you know, because uh, a lot of people would be would be willing to work for uh, re really little uh, wages compared to others. Yeah. And so, I guess it's it's not just uh, it's not. I think it's well, it's inherent in the capitalist nature because. You have to make the most money you can, you know, because if you want to succeed, you gotta, you gotta do what needs to be done, even if it it's not the most exactly. right thing you can do, you know. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I think this is why a lot of people from the lower income or lower classes tend to look towards their the answers to their lives away from financial or hedonistic uh, uh, goals and towards philosophical and more spiritual uh, means of success, right? Yeah, that's why 
that's why uh, uh, a lot of people have tend to a lot of edgy uh, young men who are the the most target the targets of a capitalist society tend to be uh, a lot edgy and become philosophical nihilists and uh, yeah <laughs> and I think that's that's where the mean so- meme sources because um, when when you don't have the money or the house or the the car that you you would have you could have wanted you know like like you see in social media uh, you you prefer being in a more equalized environment where your how how much you are valued is uh ha- is in your and how you interpret reality and how you understand philosophy in your knowledge and uh success in achieving the truth you know and that, a lot of, uh, it's not just about self esteem but i think it's more about uh finding something where your the narrative of your life can be compared to to compared equally to those who are rich right for example if you're a philosopher yeah. like diogenes for example Diogenes was uh, the most minimalistic and uh, truly idealistic guy because uh, he was he didn't compare the value of people by their money or by their power, but simply uh, how he viewed his own happiness. You know that's why he ignored Alexander the Great and just told him to get out the sun. And that kind of of attitude is really attractive to most young people today and even uh adults who are really uh in a ru- financial rut you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i think though totally. I, i don't know if you agree no i yeah. totally agree yeah diogenes mm-hmm. good guy totally yeah i totally agree and that's the, the you know like i said it's it, when it comes down to country to country or person to person, you know, the value or the self-esteem that you have. um, It's sad that now so many people, you know, like you say, have, um, you know, thought that the value or your self self worth is based on the money that you make, not, not the um, accomplishments that you have, have made or, you know, uh, not what you've done spiritually to better yourself or um, even on a non-spiritual level, what, you know, how you view other people, what's your, you know, I think your self-esteem and your value of self should be, you know, just everything that you've done good, like, you know, what you've done with your own two hands and money shouldn't really be involved in it unless it's a aspiration that you've wanted to take like a dream that you wanted to do for example like starting a business to help others not just to start the business to to make the money but you know how that business may have um, helped others or you know uh, just kind of advanced your own soul or if, you know, if you believe in the soul or whatever, but, uh, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't come from the material possessions one is, one is acquired over time, you know? And it's sad because here in America, that's sort of what value means of the cell, uh, you know, what we consider how, how we accomplish, how successful we are is based on, you know, what, uh, how much money you make, you know, and that's why the dream of coming to America for financial freedom is so pervasive everywhere, uh, in other countries, but it is changing, you know, the worldwide view. I mean, if you go from country to country, you're going to have a bunch of yeses or nos, a bunch of, you know, people who either agree with America or disagree. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, 
I was just covering, just listening or thinking about the topic that I think maybe we should try to abolish the idea that there should be one person to lead a country and maybe more and maybe look towards more of a collective uh, round table, so to speak, of, you know, more balanced, maybe a couple people or three people to try to lead the country instead, you know, instead of one monarchical uh, person to represent the whole, you know, it just kind of doesn't make sense to me that one person should represent the masses. I think that's why you have a lot of people that are frustrated here in this country, because right now we have Donald Trump, which, you know, he has started so much strife with so many different aspects of life. You know, you have people that are, I mean, it's almost a civil war in this country right now. Uh, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, so many other things that touch home to these people that have been living in a matrix, so to speak, for so long. And, you know, you have so many people that are trying to awaken, trying to see beyond the, you know, illusion of, you know, what's supposed to be right and what's not. And I mean, so <clears throat> I'm a firm believer in everything happening for a reason. Um, I mean, it goes down to physics, the third law of motion by Newton. You know, for every act, there's a just an opposite reaction. And I believe that goes deep into karma or, you know, deep into what we do with our lives, too. You know, you give what you get what you give, you know. So there's a lot of people, I guess, waking up to, you know, this systemic um illusion or these problems that are facing everybody today you know yeah uh so uh going back to what you said earlier about um having the gross domestic happiness you know like uh, that really i re that really struck me because um a lot of uh, when you well a lot of happiness well uh high level happiness when it comes to the population Well, it's usually in countries like Japan or uh, that where they have a lot of focus on uh, minimalism and yeah, the spiritual uh, uh, focus towards uh, one pers a, a person's own uh, soul, you know. Like, but uh, it's really about, I think, that uh, that resonates when we watch the... Uh, the people who are so-called social media influencers, you know, like uh, I'm not uh, targeting all, but there are a lot who who lie about who they really are on Instagram or on uh, Twitter. Yeah, where they 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 try to uh, co compare their own personal value towards what they have. That's why they uh, yeah they pretend to. Uh, buy this, buy this, these clothes, they own the, these cars or the houses, but uh, it's, it's basically all just lies. And I think that's just, uh, uh, that goes to show and reflects towards uh, how capitalism wants its consumers to, ha to be motiv motivated towards having things or materials as, or wealth as symbols of how much you value yourself you know like uh, you, ha you you would have more self-esteem if you and you will feel better if you have more likes on instagram by posting this or that or looking much prettier or having these uh, better travel blogs but yeah but when you really uh look into it you know like are these people really happy you know that that's why for example the trend that uh What do you call that? The the people that travel travel in ho their cars, you know, the, and uh, basically live in their yeah vans, you know, van life, the van life, because the truth is, van life isn't that interesting, you know. You you go somewhere, but 
you don't have TV, you don't have uh, water, running a lot of water, you don't have refrigerators, uh, you don't have the, uh, you, you're not close to your friends or family, and when you, there's a lot of problems that come into it, but they all show only the good parts. And yeah, it's deception by, and yeah, the, a lot of these people are really motivated mostly to gather or to show off to their followers or a lot of people in their lives and how much, how happy they are. But the truth is, well, it's, it's a lie, you know? Yeah, but I'm I'm not uh I'm not talking about all of them. I, I there there might be some some of them who re are really genuinely happy living that kind of life, but yeah, but there are a lot of like rich girls who uh, travel and then yeah for just for Instagram, you know. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I you know what you what you're just saying that speaking on that sort of bringing us up to the next mm -hmm. topic of what people will do to try to please others you know like you say it's all a deception when people try to post comments for likes or you know post pictures for likes and hoping you know you have a so many people like you and so many you know just get this dress or get these yeah. pants or get these kind of you know this this brand of clothing so that you have people look at you with more respect yeah. or you know that kind of mentality is so false, you know, it's such a shallow, uh, you know, mentality to go about life with. And it's just, uh, it's sad because there's a lot of people in so many different countries that, that strive to please others through material gain or through, um, you know, a different mentality of what they actually have, you know, just to fit into the crowd and that's why a lot, a lot of alan watts talks uh discussions that he has talks about that the inners and outers and the have and have nots and you know what people will do to try to uh boost their ego and it's just a sad way of going about life living living life through another's perspective or another's desires of what you think or what they think you should be you know when in reality the only the only true thing at the end of the day is what you want to do to make yourself happy and i mean happiness doesn't come with money happiness doesn't come with material things it can don't get me wrong but the true feeling of happiness which is a choice mind you you know, happiness in no matter in any situation is a choice. You could be, let's just first say, burning in hell or, um, you know, sitting in a jail cell and you can choose to be unhappy or you can choose to be happy. You can have a million dollars and be on the top of a mountain. You can choose to be happy or choose to be unhappy. And see, that's what a lot of people don't understand. And, um, it's it's sad because people look outside themselves to find happiness you know with drugs with sex with anything money and it's just um it's a sad and don't mind me saying this it's pathetic but it, it's it's just sad really uh way of looking about way of looking at life you know when the true true aspect of happiness comes from within and being able to attain that and grasp and hold on to it only is from the power of yourself you know and you know i i'm a firm believer in psychedelics too you know so ranging from you know acid whatever and i'm not promoting anything don't get me wrong but i just uh there's a lot of discussion lately about it and what um the altered state of consciousness can can bring you know not not to get high or anything like that so to speak but to um you know just look at life from another perspective like uh, trying to understand empathy and being able to put yourself in another person's shoes or another set of eyes 
just so you can have a more well-rounded um, perspective, which is all subjective, keep in mind too. But it's it's just the fact that you can try to have a more well-rounded circle of interpretation. That way you don't just try to think that there's one way to the top of the mountain. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different ways you can get to the top of the mountain. Some of them are tried and true and some have been wor working for years, but you know, that doesn't mean that it's the only way, you know? So it's just, uh, when people try to go about their lives, you know, posting pictures on Facebook and trying to get likes and this and that, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's for the wrong cause. It's, it's not, it's, life's not about that. Life's about trying to pursue your own happiness and pursue your own dreams and, you know, kind of just like not really caring about what other people think and, you know, what they want you to be like, you know, that's what I feel like everybody should be striving for is, you know, not what others expect out of you, but what you expect or what you hope for out of yourself, you know, because in life, you know, tomorrow is not promised. You know, if we die today and you think back about all the things that you could have, should have, would have done, you know, you start to think negatively and that's not good. You know, you should be happy and, and um, not really content, but content in a way that if you were to have died today, then you would have been happy and felt successful. Even, even if you haven't even really accomplished that much, just the idea that you're, you're a work in progress and you've done all that you could, that's what we should strive for is trying to do what's best, not for others, but what for yourself, you yeah. know? Um, uh, I would like to uh, say that um, I think we can blame actually the social media companies uh, when it comes to uh, all these me me social media stuff because I remember a time when uh, you post pictures on Facebook because you want your friends to know uh, that you're happy, that you're living your life. But uh, towards towards the world of monetization and advertising and allowing people to make money out of their followers and subscribers you know uh, it's become it's really become more of a deceptive and manipulative uh, content creation because uh, instead of having genuine motivations towards having growing your social media presence it's become more of oh i want to gather a lot a lot of followers so that i can have more advertisers and make more money you know and it's, it's really made social media a more toxic especially in uh instagram where um fo followers are are less looked as people who who you like and are your friends but more as who people who can watch the ads that you post on your on your posts you know in your stories you know and yeah. Yeah. i guess we can we, we don't we can't blame capitalism again because they're really just uh capitalizing on the human nature that we already have since the beginning of time you know like uh, kings queens monarchies rich people aristocracies use uh wealth to, to garner power to garner uh the, a sense of majesty towards the population and so um it's 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 already in our nature and i think it can source from an evolutionarily attained uh social process by which for example cavemen uh towards making a society the biggest guy has to flex the most you know to become the leader to become the alpha and so, so we compare dominance and value to society with how wealthy one has. If, for example, if the, the caveman with the most food or the biggest club or the biggest cave or the biggest house, you know, that, uh, those things are associated 
in a in a biological way so f towards our survival but the the ruins which is now in our society can be shown and can be can be seen right and that's why a lot of music videos of rappers or singers show how much hedonism uh, people actually can have you know like just flexing your mansion or your cars or the fashion fashion you know that's that speaks a lot on how how capitalist companies already v how they view people's reactions towards these uh how they would like the video how would they like this the uh what they see you know yeah and also and and i think that instagram and these social media influencers all have also catched up that the more hedonistic or the more worldly and the more wealth i i sh flex in my posts or in my videos and the more followers i would gain you know because yeah, yeah. because a lot of people would look towards you uh, to be an example to be uh the dominant uh, alpha guy who they will watch and they will uh, continue to uh uh imitate you know and it's really really sad because uh we've we've dived into this and and become creatures that uh it's actually more animalistic you know it's like a, a devolving you know yeah yeah no doubt about it there's no i mean that's exactly exactly what's happening i mean but you like you touch bases is saying that it, you know it's been since the dawn of time you know speaking of cavemen doing the same holding up the bigger bat or having the most food like you say it's been it's been here since the dawn of time but now instead of you know a bat or the most food it's the most money and, and you know the more the most cars and the biggest house you know the most expensive clothes and, you know like you say it's it's sad you know but will we ever um evolved from away from that I don't, I don't i don't know i don't think so i mean at least at least in the time that we're living in now you know i i don't i don't see that as changing unless unless there was a big event such as like a world war or something that would bring us back down to our you know basic nature where we have to hunt for our own food again or, but even then i if that were to happen i don't know if it would ever really change you know where the alpha is going to be looked at as the leader i mean i think that unfortunately that's just going to be how it's going to be you know for the time that humans live on this earth yeah you know? um i guess that uh well uh in my opinion i think that the progression of technology where we humans can uh, eliminate the scarcity of uh, resources in our economic uh, world, economic uh, environment. When we eliminate the scarcity to our, uh, via the infinite production of uh, resources because of technology you know like for example uh, really efficient farming where uh, food will no longer be scarce uh, efficient e uh, energy where uh, w it's really just infinite you know and uh, when we have when we can we can eliminate scarcity of resources I think I think that capitalism wouldn't be applicable in that area you know because you people don't won't need to be productive they don't need need to be productive right. and the only ones that ha need, have to be productive would be the ones who control the the resources you know and i guess that that yeah. governments would have to incentivize people not not just to work harder but to be safer and more uh cooperative citizens you know 
and that's why yeah that's why i think um i think we i we can see that actually in america you know for example um uh in america people are have more money as a per citizen compared to every other country in the world you know like so you have you guys have the world's richest citizens you know by 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 per, by estimations you know or percentages yeah and uh, when it comes to that the government uh doesn't ha- have to uh doesn't have to solve the crises of starvation or crises of of drought or stuff like that but they focus more on 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 satisfying the happiness levels of these uh individuals so that they wouldn't for example exit the united states right that's why california texas uh, states who would choose to be separate from the united states are incentivized by the federal government to stay in the in the united states so that uh well they, they the the country would continue but i i don't really know about us politics but i think that's my opinion but uh, when going back to the technology i think the rise of technology eliminating the scarcity of of resources uh, we would we would evolve into a species where we would look towards ourselves because uh, when you look at maslow's hierarchy of needs when the the lower parts are already solved because of technology and the last one which is the first one at the top one which is self-realization will be the only need to be solved i think that's where we would peak and actually look towards ourselves and not try and look towards improving and self-realizing that's where i think all of humanity well seven billion people trying to solve their own selves you know like self-realizing going through that process i think we would uh and inevitably find enlightenment you know but that's uh such such uh ideal stuff that i'm talking about and uh, i i hope i hope that's yeah. the direction we're leading to if we don't yeah, yeah. Me, too. me too yeah it's <clears throat> sad to think though about all the resources that are scarce though like yeah. you said you get you know you begin to wonder i mean with india's problem of having no clean water you know and how many billion people live over there you start to think that well you know what other countries are going to follow yeah. suit yeah. you know we're already scarce on a lot of things you know and it's just it's it's kind of you know frustrating and kind of uh crazy to think about that when you think about all the resources that are actually scarce and how many people are growing and it's almost like an exponential rate of growth for humanity uh you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm not a pessimist, but you know, I, I've, I have this uh, mentality that I don't know. I, I mean, I, I hope we're gonna be able to. I hope my kids are gonna be able to grow, you know, old and have kids for themselves. But the more I turn on the news and the more I see people's reactions and their mentalities on life I start to formulate patterns and I mean I, I I'm a little worrisome worried about the you know the human condition and what we're headed for you know all these you know now it seems like fear is one of the biggest virtues to have you know with this coronavirus pandemic you know if you don't wear a mask then you're looked at like a murderer or you know uh, he then that doesn't <clears throat> respect humanity and it's you know it's worrisome as a as a man trying to raise a family into a world that I once had and I would hope to be able to show my kids 
you know, it's kind of strikes, puts a little fear within myself, you know, but you can't live life like that. And there's no sense of living like that. But it's just, unfortunately, the reality that we're living in, you know, and like I said, I don't, I'm not a pessimist, but I look at I look at the human condition and I wonder what's going to happen next. Not not sitting with fear or worry, just literally sitting from an objective point of view, looking at literally what's going to happen next. You know, uh, start thinking about all these conspiracies and, you know, back in the day, I was really researching them. And I had to put them away because, you know, you spend too much time looking at or absorbing all that negativity. Then you start becoming it yourself, you know, it starts becoming you. So the best thing to do is to put them down. But when they start happening and you start seeing these things that you were researching happening in front of your eyes, then you go back and you begin to wonder, well, you know, shoot, what's what's next then? You know, I mean. I have two small little kids, one's four and one's three or two. And, uh, you know, I just pray, I just hope that, you know, I'm going to be able to show them a world that I, I want to live in and then I want them to live in. But I mean, for instance, with the presidency that we're going to be, you know, electing where it's coming up in November, where it's going to be either Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Now it seems that we're struck, struck with the option of having to vote for the lesser of two evils, you know, versus something that, or somebody that we really, really hope could lead the United States. And that's why I kind of went to that topic of maybe having a round table or a set of, you know, three people or four people, or 10 people leading the country versus just one to lead the masses, you know? And, uh, cause I mean, it, you know, there's so many different forms of government and they've been tried and, you know, an attempt to perfect each and every one of them, you know, with different countries, communism, capitalism, you know, democracy, republics, you know, um, monarchy aristocracy all these different all these different forms of government which one's the best and you know no one's ever going to really have a common agreement and i guess that's the beauty of life you know variety is the spice of life you know but in the worldwide sense of view you have people looking up to america as being the best because we're a republic in the guise of a democracy and we have elected representatives who we hope to govern ourselves or govern the flock or the people in a way that's going to benefit ourselves. But what's really happening is the exact opposite. You only have people where that, that, that lie and deceptively, um, you know, get elected to really benefit the, you know, the, the stock market or these big corporations who really have no, um, have no real play with the American people other than to maybe make the prices cheaper or, um, you know, I mean, nothing, none of it really, really benefits the people you know and it's just sad that we have that we've come to this this state or this reality in this country where we have to pick between the lesser of two evils yeah and uh this pessimism you're, you're talking about you know like uh that's why i think there there's a growing uh denial of the existence of god you know like And so, uh, uh, yeah, and okay. a lot of people uh, try to uh, instead redefine what God means to them. That's why there's there's a growing 
trend mm-hmm. of a metaphorical god or a personal god uh, in their in their consciousness mm-hmm. and uh, what do you think about this mark yeah no definitely i mean i think that um See, I was like seven years old when I was, my dad was a Catholic and, you know, my mom was an Episcopalian and I was going to Catholic school, which mind you only lasted for such a short time because I chose to not want to go. I, at, at that point, at that young of an age, I was already looking at the evils that religion can, uh, can impair, can impair you know, imply, and I was already turned away from it. This was back in the day, way when I, you know, when I was seven. And at that point, I was thinking, man, I really hope I get to, you know, see see the time where I can create a family and, you know, live in a world that, you know, is, you know, somewhat peaceful, but just, you know, content with the self that or with the reality that we're all one another we're all human beings and we're all trying to better ourselves and better the world around us but I just was delving you know year by year and you know moment by moment on what what it means to be religious and what you know that what that means for the whole and I just since since then have strayed away from the idea of religion, and it's no wonder why people have done that around the world. Because when like Alan Watts talks about uh, the three Im, uh, imperialistic religions or theosophy, the last sorry man, I'm just stuttering um, theologies imperialist theologies um he he calls them or the three of them are christianity judaism and islam and what he means by that is uh the imperialistic part is that each one of those religions views their own religion as the only and best religion meaning that if you don't follow them then you are deemed as an outsider and with some, you know, you're going to hell, you know, so to speak. So we have this worldwide view of religion as you either got to be a part of it or you don't. And with some of them, there's going to be consequences. And that's the reason why a lot of people are, you know, straying away from religion, understandably so, because, you know, of that judgmental, viewpoint of what you know really a human wrote in hopes of persuading others of their idea of god you know when in reality there were you know there's no mountain carved out with hieroglyphs or there's no you know i mean there's monuments and stuff that humans have created or you know whatever entities that's another topic for another day but you know so many so much knowledge has been lost and so much um, knowledge has been um, manipulated and uh, I guess so to say like it's the word I'm trying to think of it's at the tip of my well, when the Bible has been uh, misinterpreted or interpreted or redone um, to fit the language of the current day, it can it can stray away from the actual text, the actual you know Abrahamic um, words, so to speak. But w- mainly, what I'm trying to say is that. Uh, you know, there's so many different views on what God should be or, you know, this idea that 
God is even on the outside of people. You know, they look for God elsewhere instead of trying to look for God within themselves, you know. And if you look at what Jesus taught, that was basically what he taught, you know, that you have to find it within your soul, have no doubts, you know. And, you know, a lot of things like there's two sides to every book, you know, just because I don't follow the Bible anymore doesn't mean that a lot of it's not, you know, good words because there's a lot of good words in that book. But, you know, to and this is just my opinion, you know, and I'm not trying to stray or trying to persuade anybody, but I, I began thinking that the retribution that man has should be paid for by himself, you know, to excuse the wrongdoings or sins, so to speak, on to another human being, regardless of if he's God's son or not, to me is a wrong way of going about life because then that just sort of excuses you to go about your life. I mean, I understand one thing is forgiveness. Yeah, uh, we all get that. But to not take the matters into your own hands and to excuse them onto another being, to me, that's and that's the main reason why I left that um, religion, you know, why I started becoming spiritual and started to better myself through my own means. And I've, I will never look back because for me, like I said, you get what you give. You know, so the more good you do, you know, if you believe in karma or, you know, the golden rule or, you know, paying it forward, then one day it's going to come back to you. You know, if you keep doing bad, the same thing's going to happen. One day it's going to come back to you. You know, I'm a firm, firm believer in that. And, you know, I don't, it's religion is a, is a touchy subject and that's why a lot of people are are straying away from it so yeah um uh about uh re religion you know like uh that that when you think about all the religions out there already yeah sometimes uh it all just requires you to have faith you know for example uh no matter how logical or how doctrinal you you an analyze christianity it at the end of it you have to have faith you know that's what they require you to be able to understand or accept christianity is also in islam and Juda judaism you know the factor of having faith in order to be part of that you know like So instead of something rational or scientific, uh, some scientific reason, reasons for believing that those belief systems, uh, they require you to have faith, you know, and and having faith sometimes isn't enough for the people who tend to be more intellectual and rational in their decision making, right? That, that's why, for example, um, it's also good to be skeptic. In a way, in sometimes, for example, uh, it, it, here in the Philippines, there's a Christian denomination where uh, called uh, where they worship a man who professes he is the the the, the he is the Jesus Christ. He is the the regional Jesus Christ to the Filipino people. That's what he claims to be. And he has millions of followers in this country. His name is Apollo Kibaloy. And so uh, what he does is he uses the element of faith. Just have faith in me. Believe in me, you know. And he, he strays people away from being logical and rational and talks and speaks to their uh, abilities of having faith and being irrational and just, just believe because that's how you will be saved, you know. And uh, it's really dangerous uh, to to just think of stuff and just have faith on it, you know. And that's why um, it is necessary for us as human beings to be critical in our thinking, you know. And 
uh, to be safer from uh, the the deceptions like this one. But and that yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's also put that also puts into question the big religions. You know, like uh, if it's if I if I don't if I have if I if you tell me to not have faith in in Islam, then why should I have faith in Christianity or in Judaism? You know. Because if, if faith is the only uh, separating factor uh, between between me believing in Christianity and me believing in Islam, and then why should I, you know? And so faith becomes a a product that that which peop a lot of religions try to sell through having better self esteem through. Ha- being in a good com- supportive community with their good music and their good social events where someone can live a happier life through the systems and institutions that they form you know so it's like it's basically a club where you get to feel happy w- with yourself but also you have faith in what they believe in you know yeah and i and uh, it's not that Uh, any of them are inherently wrong because yeah it's they they might have faith and that's what they will they, that that's what they believe in and it's uh it, it might be healthy for them actually to be part of a community you know and be have a productive life away from uh, sinful things like alcohol or or drugs you know and being just good citizens right. I, i think that's good as well but um looking forward into the future we as a human race must also be good thinkers you know because uh, be we have to be more intellectual that's why uh there are a lot of growing irrationalism there's a growing irrationalism in most parts of the world yeah that's why uh people like apollo kibuloi who is a liar and a deceiver gets to gets to thrive in a democratic and pluralistic society because of the this kind of irrationalism towards faith you know yeah and th- that's why i respect uh, kind of uh, for example the protestant christians or the jesuit priests of the catholics because they also use logic that so that it, ha- it has to make sense their doctrines you know and when they say uh, a truth claim it has to resonate and be coherent with the rest of their theology you know and yeah but uh in a sense still it's important to be critical a critical thinker in the modern age and and uh, that's one of the things that i'm also trying to advocate because uh when you're there's too much faith sometimes you don't know you can't separate the lies from the truths you know yeah yeah and and so Uh, it's just really a touchy subject and I might offend anyone but uh, that's the the thing that I want uh, the listeners to leave with is that be a critical thinker you know for example if you were a cult member in Kibuloi you know if if uh, if I was a cult member and of uh, Paulo Kibuloi who, who claims he is Jesus Christ reborn uh, how would I know he isn't if I just have faith in him you know if I don't think critically oh am I wrong Is this guy telling the truth? Right. Uh, is this guy making sense? You know, you have you have to uh, be a diverse thinker. You think out of the box to free yourself from any danger and th- these uh, these kinds of people. You know, and yeah, that's th- that's the the main point. You know. Yeah, and that's that's a big um, topic for. For people, unfortunately, you know, is that they're on a, they're afraid to question their own beliefs. You know, I see that a lot with cults. You know, I mean, the Mansons, you know, uh, Waco, all those followers. I mean, forget the one. It's not forget the name of that one cult that did that massive suicide. Yep. I don't know if you remember that. Well, they all drank poison. Yep. The Davidian, yeah, exactly, got it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's amazing to see people that get so caught up in what others believe, 
you know, instead of what they believe or what they, you know, what seems to be true should be questions, like you say, critical thinking, being a skeptic, you know, so that they, so that way, way you can weigh out the options so that hopefully if you are a follower of one of those posts, then you can question it and say, well, hey, I looked at the other side and, you know, it sounded, you know, a little false. Then I went back and started following the cult because it sounded legitimate, you know, and that that's that rarely happens because people are, you know, more focused on that faith that you're talking about, but not just the kind of faith that, you know, we have when when we look at our breathing, who's doing it for us or, you know, our heart that beats, you know, it's going to keep on beating. Not, not that kind of faith, but totally blind faith where they're unwilling to question their own beliefs through the faith of being blind, you know? And it's, that's, you know, it is, it's a sad sad thing and that's where the lack of empathy comes from in this world where people are too prideful or too egotistical and they're unwilling to question their own realities and their own ways of life because of the faith that has been taught to them not that they've seen with their own two eyes but um, has been institutionalized and doctrinated within them, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and uh, I think we can uh, end there with that. Uh, be more critical and don't be afraid to question your own beliefs, so that uh, whether you are in a cult or you're in the real thing, you know, at least you know for sure, you know, Mark and. It's been a, mm -hmm. an hour now, and it's been a pleasant, ple pleasant talking awesome. to you, bro. And, and oh yes, man, I appreciate yeah. it. And, and I hope you can guest again in this show. You know, maybe next month. Okay. Yeah, totally. You just yeah. let me know. I'm always yeah, game. So uh, we are ending in one, two, and. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in guys, this is your host Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in and please subscribe, please follow us on Facebook, please, please follow this, please, thanks. thanks.